Welcome to SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com, formerly known as SelfDiscovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on SelfDiscoveryWisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. And my fifth time repeat guest, <laughs> Reverend Lisa Barnett, is here to share with us her new book, which is the Akasha. And it is about the Akasha, Accessing Your Journey of awakening. Now, never in the time, oh, hallelujah, we need that access, folks. We need to open up and take that journey of, of awakening because if we don't raise that consciousness, mm, I think we're already seeing the signs. So the invite is out there. And how do you do it? Well, this is what she's going to tell you all about. She says the Akasha is the recording of all that exists. And now it is yours to embrace. Move outside the time and space and enter the quantum field of the Akasha, where all that has happened and is happening and will happen is energetically encoded in the domain. Join the Akasha Records teacher, Lisa Barnett, as she shares who the, uh, the Akasha Record Keepers are, how they can assist you on your soul's journey, understand why you write your soul contracts, including karmic and service contracts, support contracts, family contracts, involving ones with natural-born and adopted children. And you, uh, you are a complex ancient being looking to evolve. Evolve, folks. Grow up. Evolve. <laughs> Explore the infinite intelligence of your soul with Lisa along with the sacred storytellers that share the mystical experience of the Akasha including those of a painter who harnessed the wisdom of the Akasha through her art, an empath who healed the, the negative ancestral energy of her family's land, a woman who released her life energy, past life energy, causing her physical pain in this life, a woman who discovered her past life as a Mayan priestess, and a sister who whose deceased brother bought her peace. And if you think that we're not intertwined, folks, you ain't been paying attention. We are intertwined with our past, our present, our future, with each other. Everything is energy. We are energy. And we need to get on and just tap into the good vibrations. Right, Lisa? Absolutely. So... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let me just show you my newest book. Akasha, uh, I know, as I go ah, in and out. Um, <laughs> very, I'm very excited because this is probably almost, I'm not going to say a culmination of all my work, but so far I've written, this is the fourth book. And um, it does cover quite a bit of what I've talked about in in some of my other books, including I teach you my five-step wisdom prayer system so you can start accessing your own Akashic records right, you know, right now. Mm. Just you know, order the book, get it on <laughs> Kindle, or, and um, you can literally learn the five-step wisdom prayer system that I teach in my online workshops. And, um, you know, to, because this access is profound and the record keepers always say, this is your birthright. Mm -hmm. 
you know, have access to this wisdom of your soul? I think what people need to understand, and we're always saying to people, we want you to be present and we want you to be present in the now to know what it is you need to know in the moment. But that also sometimes is a reflection of where you have been, both in this lifetime and past lifetimes, to actually understand the journey of what the now means to know what you need to do in the next step. So it's not just about, hum, I'm in the now, there's butterflies flying around me. It is, it, you're at, at present with the knowledge that your soul has, and your soul can download whatever it, you need to know in that present moment with whatever you're dealing with in that moment because of the experiences the souls have had through the past. And that is kind of the being present, isn't it? Being connected. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Beautifully said because um, you're right. You know, we can be in this now moment. We can be in meditation. We can be in our hearts and very centered. But it also a big aspect of that is being in present alignment to your soul and your soul's plan. The yes. truth of who you are as an ancient soul and why you came to this world, to this body, this family, this life, this moment. Right? So when we can understand in that bigger way, the plan that your soul wrote, yeah. then it becomes easier to, to live in this moment, to, to, kind of have that understanding of the plan, why you have some of these, you know, challenging contracts and, and why you wrote supportive and loving contracts with other people and why we have these old patterns that we're still looking at and working with and how that affects us. And so um, when we can really understand in a more expansive mm -hmm. way, the past, the present, the future, it's easier to be in the now. Yes, exactly. Because you are open and ready to receive without fear or dictation or um, just in the anticipation, I think. I think, you know, um, uh, I, I've had many lifetimes removed from me. And through that, it gave me clarity of my original lifetime of what I came here to do. And the thread of every single lifetime has to be, has always been to ignite the hearts and souls of humans to the higher consciousness. That was what my job was when I came here and what it has always been. Uh, and it's what I've been persecuted, burned to the state and you name it, you know, gone through the whole thing of it. But that was also part of the contract of having the human experience, because how can we help humans go through the, the embracement of the enlightenment if we're not willing to journey with them and know their struggles and everything else. And yes, I am speaking as a, a non-human here, it's combined, but it's just from this other aspect right now. And it's like humans can have a very, very hard life. You know, I was telling you a story just now of, of injustice played to one woman just purely because of association to her brother. Um, there are a lot of things out there that are just not right. And it's how do we put them right? And that is that stepping up into that higher consciousness, that stepping up into that higher frequency, because in there we find the clarity. 
in there we find the knowledge that we need in order to bring calm and peace and rationalization, dare I say common sense, <laughs> to the turmoil that's out there. Right, right. And and I completely agree that when we can um when we can more fully align to our soul, really, yeah. to connect to the soul and to be able to receive guidance and information, which is literally what I'm t- teaching people mm-hmm. to do through their Akashic record, yes. because the record holds the wisdom of your whole soul's journey through all time, space, continuum. Yes, you want to tap into it. It's right. all that so experience right within you. Right, right. And and so people sometimes say, you know, what kind of what's maybe the difference of, you know, connecting to your higher self or connecting to the Akashic records. And um the way I explain it is that your higher self is an aspect of your soul that is chosen to embody right here and now in this Mm -hmm. physical form. So that's kind of the higher self soul, which makes a contract. Your higher self is that aspect of your soul that chooses to embody now contracts with a physical form to be this this person, right? This body, this personality, all of that is really contractual. And there is so much more of your soul than just that tiny little bit that we consider like our higher self. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of the difference is that your Akashic record holds the wisdom of every life you've helped, you've had on this planet earth, as well as, you know, the earths you've had in lives in between on other planets, planes, and dimensions. When we were ET, when we lived in Sirius or, or um, you know, Arcturus, or we were Pleiadians, you know, we do it all, really. Yes. You know? I've never met a soul, a person embodied that only came to earth, right? So yeah. interestingly, sometimes people will say, you know, have I ever lived somewhere else or am I a star seed? It's like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Everyone is. Yes. We have huge journeys before mm-hmm. we choose this interesting planet. Yes. <laughs> and and, it, and it is an interesting planet because, you know, when we look at us as, as human beings, we're extraordinary in our capabilities. We are truly extraordinary with what we can achieve, what we can do, how we can be to one another. Yet there's still that near thunderbolt hitting each other over the head just you know for the sake of it you know and and that is like is is it so utterly ingrained you know in doctrined into our dna that that can never be evolved from you know um it's uh it's very interesting because when you look at that all that we have at our fingertips that allows us and helps us to step into this higher consciousness step into this higher beingness um, and yet the choice is still to, you know, to live in the hate, to live in the fear, to live in the loathing, to to live in the greed, the opulence, um, the apathy. And it's like, I, I don't get it because the, the, that side of it is so dark and, and miserable and draining and forever lost, where the, this side of it is you are always feeling that you are being uplifted, that you are being supported, that you are never alone. And that that wisdom of what you need to know when you need to know it is there because you're tuned in. So it's still kind of a very interesting thing when we look at humanity of the choices that they make. And it's 
are some people stuck in past lifetimes that they haven't been able to move on, you know, to others? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things um, that I find when I'm working with my clients is, is that they'll come to me and they'll say, I feel stuck or I feel blocked and I have no idea why it, it's not doesn't seem something, yes. you know, in this life or something that happened recently that yeah. I can even remember. Um, and so I, I was uh, did some very deep work with a, a client over the last few weeks and 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 she just decided to come to me for three sessions, of course, knowing that it's pretty impossible to heal a whole, you know, lifetime, yeah. lifetimes <laughs> in an yeah. hour, yeah. the best I can. I'm pretty darn good at making <laughs> transformations for people in an hour. But, but she said, you know, I've always, always, always struggled with money. And mm. so what is blocking me? I don't get it. A, a ton of money will come in, but then something will break. Something yes. will go up, <laughs> it goes right back out. Right. So there's a lot of people with those kind of challenges. And part of that was we go into the Akashic record, which is stored in the quantum field of source, right? So we're going into really the highest vibration of source that we can. We're in the quantum where there is no time and space. Mm -hmm. And from that place in the Akasha, we can say what lifetimes are still affecting me around yeah. this money challenge. What lifetimes, what happened? What can I clear release delete that is not serving me? And so the record keepers literally, it would be like they're pulling out these yeah. little- The library. <laughs> in the library, <laughs> pulling out those books, our little librarians. And, um, you know, they're saying, you know, this life when the person took a vow of poverty, this life when they were quite wealthy, right? 50, All of us 50 times ago, apparently. Currently, 50 right. lifetimes ago. All of us life worker, light yeah. workers, mm -hmm. basically, you know, mm -hmm. all of us who have been nuns or monks yeah. or, you know, priests or some kind of ascetic, we literally, they've interestingly built a lot of these vows into religions of all kinds. Yes. But so, I mean, that's one level. There's so many layers. So, you know, vows of poverty, vows of never being wealthy again, because that also got us killed. Right. right. Yes. Sometimes yes. we're robbed and murdered for our money or something else terrible happens because we're rich and, you know, uh, a miserable miser and everyone hates us. And <laughs> we are lonely and dying alone on our deathbed, right? So we make these kind of vows. We write interesting contracts mm. with other people to experience these things so that we don't do that again. But in the end, it's not don't have money. It's don't be a miserable miser. When right, you exactly. You, you should have you should have been more specific about you what the contract was. <laughs> that vow. You obviously didn't get the lesson completed. Otherwise, yes. you wouldn't be dying alone on your deathbed. Right. So, um, but there's levels from these past lives. So if you imagine it, almost like um just a ball of stuck energy, you know, that's stuck in this bigger aspect of your soul. So, um, or, you know, past lives are always happening. So in this quantum field, we can literally go in and, and see that vow or that contract and, and release it. We can burn it, you know, kind of blow it up so that it can be recycled again and, and brought back into just energy, 
for your soul. Your soul energy is free from all of these kind of um, traumas. So emotional pain, physical pain, that kind of trauma also often creates stuck energy mm. in our system. And sometimes I, in my book, Akasha, um, someone, um, there's 20 authors who have added their experiences of being in the Akash um, to the book. And so one woman writes about physical pain in her body that was released by doing past life healing like mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's helpful because again, you know, it's nice. The ideas of, you know, staying in the now moment and just being able to flow in life and all these things, but then, you know, we're also human and we're yeah, not watch traveling with us. <laughs> right. And we're not, at the moment, living on the highest vibe planet. So no. most of humanity is living in the lower um, 200, you know, um, kind of hertz of, mm. of the world. So so if the frequency or vibration goes from zero to a thousand, we've been living between zero and 200 in emotional trauma, in hatred and anger mm. and pain and shame and blame and guilt, right? Our, our big... And the interesting thing also that I've learned through working in the Akashic Records all these years is, is that a lot of this is actually built into the earth as a collective program. Hmm. And so. Can we change that program? Yes. Yeah, Good. Are we changing that program? Because I keep telling people we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that I do when I work with a client and I see they have this program of shame. I worked with, as a matter of fact, this um, this client, we were working around money and she had um, in in some other lifetimes where she was had been um, Jewish, she was still holding some shame and some guilt and some blame from other people about being a money changer. Uh Right. So a lot of these, are, they're still going on, on the, in the world today. That might have been, you know, 500 BC, but she's mm. still experiencing that residual kind of fear and shame. Yeah. And, you know, is it okay to have money or yeah. does that make me a bad person? Or, you know, all of those kinds of things that we've had lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And so um, what I learned you know, 30 plus years ago was how to deprogram people in their energy field. And so it looks to me almost like a, a, a jail, like some yes. kind of prison. And so when we can go in, when I go in and can clear release some of these support programs that's holding the bars mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. which means Oh, I bump up against that bar and, and I get, it's not safe out there for you. Oh, don't do that. People will hate you. People mm. might stone you to death. My heavens, you might end up in a concentration camp and yeah. Yeah. die, mm -hmm. right? And so um, those are actually support programs that are part of the bigger program that pretend to keep us safe. Yes, that's yes. how these programs yes. work. You're so safe if you don't venture out if there. You don't, mm -hmm. if you don't do that yes. and no one will kill you, 
right? No one will know. Yeah. And so under the radar, <laughs> stay hidden, stay yeah. small, be unseen. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and so many of us, it's a, it's another huge program. I work on clearing for light workers because mm-hmm. so many of us have been burned. Yes. At we have been killed as witches, even yes. though we're, you know, midwives or, yes you know healers. herbalists or healers or anything like that yes and it showed any sort of loving um, spiritual emotion then you were right. Mm, right. demon <laughs> light the fires yes right. and, and so all of this stuff is um we can work on it and mm. so so when i can release those support programs literally the program falls apart Mm-hmm. And so when I clear that for one person, it's just kind of clearing, releasing, deleting that energy around that pattern for humanity. Yes, and so I agree. Something like the hundredth monkey, right? If you imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I do that work for a hundred clients, then, you know. It's a ripple effect. Then that will ripple out yes. and that whole program can fall apart for humanity. Now, of course, um, I've probably done that, but you know, <laughs> you probably have. You've been doing this a long time, yes. Um, um, but the thing is, you don't always see the effects because you know the the ripple is reaching out so far, right? So it's not people looking back to the source of where. It, but that's not really what it's all about, is it? It's just knowing by taking bars down of this one person and basically almost holding their hands and saying it's safe to come out. You are safe, right? It's now the reprogramming. You are safe. It's you can stand tall. You can be all that you can be. You are in a safe environment. Um, it still takes some reprogramming for them to kind of trust where they're at now because quite essentially they're like a newborn again. Yes. And of course, the uh, another aspect of the Akashic Records is that we get to go in and reclaim all of those lifetimes for them, uh-huh. remind them of all those lifetimes where they were healers, where yes. they were on a beautiful, powerful path, where they were supported in their work, where they were part of the ancient mystery schools and they were a healer or a teacher in these ancient mystery schools, where they were part of these beautiful temples. And really, you know, there's so much time here that we've had on this planet and most of us have had 500 you know 800 lifetimes Mm -hmm. in these last say 10,000 years here um and so easy to find energy wisdom information and again so we fill them up with these gifts with this highest akashic wisdom that they can hold after we deprogram them so we're removing the the emotional Blockage. trauma mm-hmm. deprogramming right <laughs> making space yay and then filling it up so that energetically they can start to feel that and yeah. that's one of the beautiful things like i'm talking about this client um she emailed me a couple of days after we did the third um, session. And she said, I feel like, like a brand new person. She yeah. said, I'm just, I'm excited. I just can't wait to get out there and do more of my work and share more of my gifts. And I know that, you know, it's valued and the money is flowing and, you know, I'm in it right in all ways. So there's even an aspect which is interesting that we worked on is many of us, again, 
related to these past lives of being monks and ascetics and stuff, um, we don't have an energetic space to hold all the good that the universe is bringing us. So if you are, if you have a little beggar bowl because of all those lives where you were right. a monk and you maybe just went out and got a little bit of rice for dinner and off you went back to your cave and spent the next, you know, um, week meditating. <laughs> if that's all you have to hold, cause that's all you need. Fine then, but now that's not the way our world works. No, right? no. So, so it's about creating a havingness vessel, mm -hmm. a space to hold all of the good. It's not just you know money, but it's about your health and your vitality yes. and and space for love and friendship and really all the goodness, fun and joy. <laughs> right. That is what we're meant to be a state in and. Um, yeah, I've just written my Reflections of Life, my memoir, and it was kind of quite interesting because I just let it download. And there's a thread that's gone all the way through it and a sense of of um, being alone because, you know, in this world, there aren't too many people, you know, especially you're looking 30 years and more back. You start talking like this and people are going, huh, yeah, uh, <laughs> right? And, uh, right. But at the yep. same time going, tell me more. You know, so there was a <laughs> contradiction there. And it's really only, I think, in the last 30 odd years that permission for us to step into our power our empowerment of what we really came here to do because each one of us came here to do something um that it was suddenly no that you know those cosmic uh, things that were holding you back are now being disintegrated and it's time for you to move forward um but when i had my first past lives removed from me i had that brick wall there all the time and it didn't matter. And I tried going through it. I tried to go over it, under it, everything. I could not get through it until those past lives were removed. And then I said every time, and then later on, there was another 50 lifetimes where we discovered the vow of poverty and also mm -hmm. the persecution. And uh, that vow of poverty, believe me, I've taken that contract and I've obliterated it in every single way. Yet somehow or other, it's still in me mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm, I don't make a living out of podcasts, folks. <laughs> Very few right. people actually do actually know what the donate button is. <laughs> and it, but people said, but you already come across as enriched. Mm -hmm. And I said, that may be my spirit, but not my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> and so why is the, is, am I sending out a wrong energy or, or have I not completely obliterated yet? It's, you know, how do you, how do you repro? I've tried to reprogram everything. So I'm sure there are so many people like me that were here to do, you know, similar jobs. And I know they are. I know who they are, you know, I'm there to support them. Um, but what is in our way? You know, if the bars have been gone and we're doing the work. Right. Well, so what I find, and again, this is why I kind of mentioned, you know, my client who just said, you know, I really want to do this. I'm going to, you know, buy a three pack of readings with yes. because there are so many levels and layers. And, yeah. you know, in an hour I work through, I'm working through, you know, vows of poverty. But yeah. like I was saying, we had the vows of um, getting killed for being rich, vows never be rich again. We have other kinds of vows we've made, you know, in all sorts of different ways. 
we have ancestral lineage energy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you may have ancestors who believe that money is bad, right? Money is the work of the devil. Mm -hmm. There's a whole lot of interesting um, uh, religious energy that about so so again then you literally go through the ones that you hold specifically and so um we work on that you know your family lineage what did they believe and then some of like i was saying with my client she had some um uh family lineage that had um slavery in their family lineage that where they were Hebrews, where they were money changers. So there, I mean, so everybody's, you know, a little bit different, but then, but that's one of the pieces is looking at these family lineages. Mm -hmm. And often they can be really different because your parents, your mother, your father may have come from very different backgrounds, right? Yes. So you get this huge blend that you never even think about. So, you know, we really look at, at those sorts of aspects of, of what's happening with our family lineage. And then something that very few people, I think, actually talk about or even believe are curses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And so many of us have curses and many of the curses come down through our family lineage, mm-hmm. right? Fam- pe- in days and times where people actually did more kind of real uh, voodoo cursing, real kind of um, dark witchcraft sort of work around curses. There's still people doing lots of curses in some countries like India or, you know, some other countries in the Middle East. I mean, just all over the world, right? You'll get that kind of thing. So whether it's past life, ancestral lineage or present life Mm. look at all those layers you know so we just are so multi-layered and then we're you know talking about this ability um to have and hold all of that goodness that does come so it's not just leaking right back out the door oh my gosh now you know um i inherited right a hundred thousand dollars and you know my car blew up my dog is cancer the house and- burnt down you know you name it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and that was like- 110 yes exactly <laughs> yeah. right? and now i'm back in debt again You're thinking, yes <laughs> right that it's very yeah. wild in those ways so um to me one of the the reasons that i love to teach people how to access their own akashic records is because it is such a deep and profound tool and it is probably one of the greatest empowerment tools on the planet yes because you can work on most of your whole life right through your akashic records understanding the plan your soul wrote all those contracts with other people right illnesses, physical pain, lack of monetary um, flow. I mean, just kind of all of those aspects, all of those big questions, like, why would that be? (laughs) So we do, you know, often like I, I love to do a lot of times on a, on a a, a summit or a, a podcast or something, I'll do a little group healing and, and it's so useful to clear those vows of poverty. And some of that is about really untangling us from some of the old um really some of the old patriarchy uh, yeah. the kind of the religious um uh dogma you know all of these different things and 
You know, what I do know is, is that when we do that for you, then what that starts to do is at least ripple through yes. your circle, your family, your yes. friends, the people that you're working with, the people, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are energetic beings and we match each other. Mm-hmm. So when you raise your vibration, either your friends, family, community will also raise their vibration to, you know, match you, to meet you there, or they'll go away, right? Right. And so often people on a spiritual path say, you know, I've just kind of lost all my friends. Yeah. You say, what were your friends like? You know, what was happening in your relationships? And often they'll be like, you know, they were really kind of big on complaining. They were felt like victims. They felt the world was doing all this terrible stuff to them, you know, and, and the awareness then becomes, is that what you want in your life? Yeah. Well, Obviously, they are energetically saying, that's not where I am. That's not what I want to be brought back down to. Mm-hmm. And so those people disappear. They, they leave. And you're raising your hurts. And as you raise those hurts up to higher, and what's 580 is that lovely uh, love vibration as we raise right. it up there, more and more we gather people on the same vibration. And the more where we find communication, even without words, Right, right, right. And, and, and a new community, right? So. And you, I, I call it the orchestra. You know, we are the instrument. We learn how to play. We can play solo. But when we come together as an orchestra, each in sync with each other in our own strengths, we, you know, transcend, ascend, and just ah, create a symphony that is absolutely tremendous. But, you know, like loves like. So like misery loves misery. But like if you want to be positive or you want to be somebody that is living a fruitful abundant life and abundant doesn't mean how many followers or how much money in the bank or how popular you are the abundance is of your purpose of your being of what you are here to do and when you're living in that kind of abundance you do already feel rich you do already feel abundant and I I suppose that I think you know as the contracts that we agreed to when we came here and maybe we didn't read the fine print or we didn't articulate it properly, it's time to re-articulate, you know, like I put in my bowl out for the rice. Well, you know, no, a little bowl isn't going to get me through the week, folks. How about that bowl? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And think bigger unapologetically because the more work that we're willing to do, the more fuel that we need. And the fuel that we need is not just that beautiful, loving support vibration, is the monetary vibration because we are living as earthlings with earthling costs. Right, exactly. And no one, I'm not living in a monastery. No one's, right. me. No one's clothing me, right? I'm, I'm, you know, paying that mortgage and yes. paying the heat bill. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Life you is know, expensive. We- and, and one of the things we do want to have is to know that you know, it isn't about living an expensive life. It's about living a, a life where we don't need to worry about money. It's there for what we need it for. Even even those unexpected bills that come in, it's there for what we need it for. So we can be at peace to go and do the beautiful energetic work that we do, right? So that's Absolutely. what we're asking for. And But I think as again, we need to make sure that we are speaking in a way that it's very clear to the universe what we want and not put any do I deserve this or you know am I asking too much or you know what will people think of me none of that in it right because that's an earthling thought (laughs) right 
I absolutely. And so we really are programmed into all of these thoughts and these beliefs. We believe that we're separate. We believe yes. that, you know, we've been abandoned by God yeah. on this planet and we're all alone, right? Yeah. Which is not, none of it's true. No. It's literally the game we chose as infinite souls to experience. Yes. We can experience infinite in so many other forms. Yeah. We said, let's experience finite. Let's experience separation. Let's mm. experience abandonment and, and, you know, these bodies and because these bodies can be glorious and the yes. world and the planet is, yes. is spectacular or not. Right. And so um, we really are at a precipice energetically. And of course, in our, in our world, right. Are we going to go on and, and create world war three, or are we going to um, rally together and invent ways to heal our planet and, and our air and our water and make enough food for everybody to eat and everybody to right be able right. to have healthcare, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, and, and so much of that, which is to me, very, interesting when we look at our at our soul plan in our akashic records you know i will see people who have come to be those inventors yes have yes. come to do some of this work and many of us are earth guardians in mm. some way or another whether it's about um and because of course we are in a in a body and we do have free will we get to choose your yeah. big contract might be earth guardian and you may go to sacred sites and reactivate ley lines and grids that have been unactivated over the yes. deactivated over the last mm -hmm. you know 5000 years or you know maybe you're you're on the front line around ecology mm -hmm. and you know stopping all of the gmos in the mm -hmm. world and and stopping to you know destroying our food yes <laughs> or or yes right? the so, earthly substance yes you know we can live on love but not not the body you know it right. needs a little more substance than that yeah mm -hmm. that's why i'm saying we all have an instrument right we're all given an instrument to play it's learning how to play it and it's it's recognizing it and i have a book coming out an anthology of uh, people around children it's, it's about our forgotten children um series and each person is contributing a chapter of quite honestly what the injustice that we're doing to our children because we are once they get to school or religion or in certain um uh, doctrines is conform obey conform obey conform obey instead of looking at the beautiful spirit and gift they are and nurturing and guiding and teaching and allowing them to discover that gift early instead of like at 40 having that you know quintessential spiritual crisis with the cosmic two by four saying no get back to what you came here to do and i think this is if we got behind our children when they were young we wouldn't have so much dysfunction as adults and that dysfunction is because of this doctrine that we've put in place that no longer serves us right. and this is the push and pull we're feeling right now you know um i do a lot of these shows where it does talk about the injustices or it does talk about the problems. We have to talk about the problems so we we can recognize what the problem is. So we, together we can look at what the solution is. Right? right. And in and come together in that solution. Like I do true colors, which is human personality trait and how we actually perceive and how we interact in what color language we are in. Uh, you know, uh, whether we're analytical or whether we're vibrational or whether we're see is here is whatever. 
it helped me understand uh, how we as humans interact with each other and why very often we could be saying exactly the same thing, but we are not communicating because mm -hmm. we're speaking from a different personality trait. I think that is equally as important as it is to understand where we came from in the Akashi, to understand our past life journeys, to actually understand our lineage journey, to understand who we are now. Am I carrying something from the past that's weighing me down, that's stopping doing the work I'm doing today? Right? Uh, is there something that I haven't opened the door yet to that's knocking at the door? I'm too afraid to open the door, but let it out because it's that next evolution in the work that I'm doing. The big thing is awareness. Yes. Right? Right. And yes. And and as we become aware, we really are opening, yes. you know, raising our consciousness mm -hmm. until we can start to see um, the bigger picture of literally everything. So um, to me, the way I've I'm starting to see it is, is that as we do our own soul work, right? And, and this is what I teach through the Akashic Records, as we um, can understand and help to clear and release some of the emotional pain and the physical pain, the trauma from our childhoods, the trauma from this life is huge. Yes. And we can do tremendous deep healing work. Again, quantum field, five-year-old, right? Yeah. It's no time space. No. So, you know, quantum field, five-year-old or 500 years yes. ago, yes. doesn't matter. All part no. of this field. It's outside of time space. Yes. So we don't have to go through and, you know, talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, forever in order to finally get over it. Mm -hmm we can pretty quickly start to see, oh, look at that emotional pain from your five-year-old, from that, yeah. that, 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 that nun at school who used to wrap your knuckles and tell you you were stupid. And because you were only five, you actually believed it and you still believe it at 55. And now you think you're stupid, even though maybe you don't think it consciously, but you still feel that way. So you're afraid to speak out. You're afraid to, you know, start a business. You're even afraid to ask for a raise at your job. You're afraid to, you know, maybe, maybe look for a, a, a partner, a significant partner, because you don't feel good enough. Right. Yeah. And so it's pretty phenomenal how, um, how we in this very human realm can be traumatized. Yes of small children right what well, between you know between birth and and five six seven eight even we're we're traumatized so because we can't rationalize what's happening at that yes. time right there is we haven't got right. that capacity to understand well that's got really nothing to do with me that's just your opinion we don't understand that we take it as a you know i live with a 90 year old who um lost her twin sister uh, just before six and then she became um, had polio for four years and numerous operations. Her mother developed a disease after her daughter died and couldn't leave the house. So never came to see her. Her father was traveling a lot with the work that he was doing. So very often nobody was there to see her, right? But her father was a huge uh, um, advocate for her that you will walk again. He believed in that God, come on, she, her feet, legs are going to be the same length as my leg and she's going to walk again. And she did. I mean, she became a sprinter and runner and everything. But uh, when she went back to school, she had missed so much schooling. And there was a particular teacher that gave her a 
a sum to do on the blackboard, go and solve it. And she said, no, I, I don't know what it is. And instead of the teacher, I know you've missed so much schooling. Let me help you through it. What are you, stupid or something? Right. And and to this day, she actually became an accountant, which is hilarious. Uh, and she always got put into managerial positions because she had that managerial persona about it that other people saw in her but she never applied for a managerial position because oh, wow. she didn't think she was worthy enough and to this day I can't play the piano like my mother I can't cook like my mother I can't do anything like this and that and she still doesn't think she amounts to anything mm. and that goes all back to that childhood right Right. And so to me, the fact, and you know, it just kind of breaks your heart. Yes. And you feel like, oh my gosh. But this is the kind of the interesting thing when we can see the huge picture from the Akash, when we can realize that most of us have lived over 500 lifetimes. Yes. 500 lifetimes that we come back every time to continue our growth. Yes. So it sounds like there there was deep, you know, growth in this experience of of healing herself mm -hmm. from polio. I mean, wow. Yes. Oh no god. Um, she can she's at 90 cannot run me. Yeah. So yeah. I mean maybe at a different day and maybe in her next life if she comes back, she'll be like I get how to heal the body through this energy, through whatever prayer, through seeing no way. She doesn't believe she did that. Oil. She said her father did it for her. All right. So, yeah. so she's still in a process. Of yes, she is. <laughs> and believe me, this lifetime is not going to change. <laughs> but right. hopefully she's set back. up for the next lifetime. Right. right? You know, hopefully I kind of instilled enough thought in there. That is with her for the next lifetime to that. Yes, I can. Right? Yeah. I don't need permission from anyone. I don't need to compare myself to anyone. I don't need to live up to anybody else's expectation. I've just got to be what I am. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, it really is very much. It's not. We don't choose to be a victim, no. right? We choose to be the victor. We choose to yes. learn to grow and succeed and be the victor so that we actually can take that wisdom and share it with others, whether yes. it's one other or a million others. It's, right. it doesn't matter. It's one is just perfect. Yourself is just perfect. You know, exactly. it's we, but this is the learning and the growth. And then we have that in our soul. We've yes. completed that old karmic pattern. We've learned, we've grown. We can now have that as a um, as a gift in our Akashic records. So when I look at the um, plan, so, so let me just share my other um, book that I brought out this year. I think we talked a little bit about We did a show on that earlier in yeah, the, February, yep. um, is very specifically about this plan that your soul mm. wrote and how that really works. And so if people are interested in kind of understanding that on a deeper level, but this is how I see like your friend and my clients or yes. my students, right? It's like, yes, you're learning this mm -hmm. so that you can then share that wisdom. And you've looked at your 500 past lives to decide you wrote that plan. You're saying, hmm, what do I want to put in my plan? I've honed these gifts. I want to put those in the plan to use them. I've had right. these wonderful you support. can change the plan and the contract anytime right yeah. well, right but we pre-write it too. right but, you yeah. know and then when we can access it in our akashic records we can say hmm, 
is this contract need updating? Is it yes. updating? <laughs> yes. is this contract complete? Right? Yeah. We have tons of clients who come to me and that's their main big question. Is my contract with my partner complete? And, you know, did I even have a contract or maybe before they marry or something? Sometimes yeah. like, do I have a sole contract with this person? Is it about support? Is there something to learn? Is it kind of karmic? Like, oh, there's a bunch of challenges and we came to learn about. That doesn't mean you run away. That means you're aware that your soul wanted to learn and grow around some specific challenges that maybe you and your partner have together. So you come together and maybe you don't get married. Maybe you see if you work them through how you feel after you've completed those karmic patterns, after you've received the growth, after you've maybe opened your compassion further, done your forgiveness work, healed yes. some traumas. And then okay, so is this contract still valuable for me? Mm. Now that that's healed, are we, do we have a support contract going forward or is the contract we wrote done? And now there's someone else, you know, who's like a higher vibration that we have also contracted with. Right, right. So and it goes back to contract. It, it, yeah, <laughs> and, and it goes back to being aware and, and like we're so inundated with just trying to survive as a human being. You know, we're inundated with the um, the you shoulds, um, you've got to, uh, the only way you're going to be seen or be popular or count for anything in life is, you know, with the, the amount of likes, the amount of money, the what you look like, do you have the Canassian butt, all of that stuff, right? And it, it's uh, when people realize that that outside life is an empty life. And it is not one to feed you. And they start looking in. And that has to be why I call it the nudge, nudge, wink or cosmic two by four. The mm. universe is nudging, winking at you and you're not paying attention. Oh, it comes the two by four in whatever form. Right. And then it is, you know, from your ashes, you need to regrow. And this in that growth, it, that uh, that is where I think the true learning begins. So that you uh, are tuning in to your heart, soul, spirit, your past soul experience everything and those that are willing to go through that journey and evolve and discover and open up and become more than just what I call the humanoid living a human life but the soul human living your collective soul's lives and understanding your meaningful purpose what you're here to do I've heard some of the most horrific I mean I mean horrific stories of what have happened to people but they chose, the big C word, they chose to go through the process of, of healing themselves, of healing their soul, or heart and spirit. And the work that they're doing today and the example that they are today is beyond illumination. And they are the most humble of people. And they're, they're the, such beautiful souls that I get behind one million percent. And People look at them and go, I, I couldn't have done it. I would have given up. You don't know until you're in it. And we're all given something to strive through because that's part of our learning to find our strength, to find our courage, to find our resilience, to find our abilities, to connect in to source and allow that source to guide us, ignite the heart in truth, lift the spirit into action and for our minds to have the clarity it needs. And that's stepping into that whole alignment and realizing we are more than just the body and the human thought yes. that when we actually think from the soul, heart and spirit, 
the mind has clarity. You talked about inventors, Nikola Tesla. Yes. I mean, look at him for one. We're only tapping into what he channeled. And the beautiful thing was he had the intellect to understand what he was being channeled. Right. And right. it was too soon for the world because they were living in greed. And and he went from that energy to healing energy. And I actually interview on many occasions uh, Tom Palladino, who has taken his teachings mm -hmm. in um, in scalar energy as healing the body. And every single person has a gift. Every single person has that contract of what we're here to do. And when we can get out of all the other nonsense and kind of understand what's been the thread of my lifetimes, not the turmoil, the right. turmoil was the experience. What's been the thread that has gone with me that has been my strength? And how do I apply it to this lifetime? Absolutely. And, and that's what's written in your Akashic library. So to me, that is your birthright. And one of the, again, greatest empowerment tools on the planet, because when you can access that for yourself, I, I teach online workshops all the time. I've got one starting September 18th. I'll have one starting again in October, because even now I'm being called to teach more. Yes. Because it is time for people to understand and be able to be in the energy of the Akasha. Yes. It is pure source. It is pure quantum. It is pure love. It doesn't so have agenda. Right? It has no, it has no agenda. <laughs> it doesn't want to be voted president. It doesn't, you know, it, it's not about its entitlement. It just right? is, right? It just it is. It just is. It is pure source, divine mm -hmm. love. And, and it helps us in that, which is one of the things that's so lovely is that there's no judgment. So if yes. we say what's blocking me and, and they tell you your, your record keepers, these pure beings of, of light have no judgment because they've never been human. Right. You know, that is a, such a, it's such a human thing. Judgment, isn't it? Exactly. Hate, exactly. hate and judgment is, uh, yeah. Huge. And so sometimes clients will come and they'll be like, I'm afraid I must've been a terrible person. <laughs> like everybody's a terrible person yes. we do it all if you've been you know a, a mother Teresa you've also been a very nasty probably warlord or something like no that. I, I know I was an executioner in a lifetime and uh, right? and I also know that I was an assassin in another lifetime you know it's it's uh, it's amazing when certain lifetimes get cleared from you the blockages one so other lifetimes keep popping up um, and they kind of pop in and it's like, just because I was those things in that lifetime, you know, that was obviously an experience yes. I needed to have, um, and probably had to step into apathy and not be my empath that I am because the empath yeah. couldn't have done it, yeah. right. so you know, as the axe goes up, I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't mean it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fear. No way. So it is that contract to have that experience to actually understand humanity and how when humanity immerses finally with the acknowledgement of the heart and the soul and the spirit, um and they become at one, right? They come at one. The the experience of the human body and mind through the soul connection is absolutely extraordinary. It's a, such a heightened experience. 
but we've got to go through the whole gamut to get there. Right, right, right. Which is why the record keepers always say, you know, it's a journey. Yep. (laughs) Not about the destination. It's a journey. Each lifetime's a chapter in your book, right? Absolutely. Or, or I, I, each lifetime to me is a book, which means you have millions and millions of books in your library. That's why you have your own library and your own set. Yes. A, a, a whole group of librarians because we are so infinite, you right. know? And when we can start to live in the energy of, of love, right? when we can start to, to experience that beautiful divine consciousness, then we start to move out of judgment. Yes. And then nothing is wrong. There's nothing to judge because it, it's not good or bad. It really, it is. And and we can be the loving support to people who are maybe not always that that nice to you or right. you know however that is we can help people that in some other time some other life earlier in our lives whatever that might be but there's so much judgment on the planet of you know whatever what people are what religion are you what color yeah. are you what, you know um and and so we can start to to support everyone, all humans, because we have no judgment of them being good or bad or them being right or wrong. And so and, and we, we, we can look at we can look at many of the things that are done wrong could be done wrong from a place of ignorance. Yep. So we educate. It can be done from a place of apathy. There's not much you can do with that. Right. That that's that person's journey. No, no amount of love on them. And you can send love on them. But until they open that door, they're not going to let it in. But you've also got, you know, so much done wrong in in the place of ego and greed and opulence. And those people that seek that path are the most insecure people you'll come across. They are that injured child trying to prove themselves look at me I'm big I'm rich I'm powerful uh you know do you like me now you know and and it (laughs) does come from the injuredness and those that you know um will blindly follow without um any awareness of the harm they're doing they're they're abstainers they're not taking any responsibility themselves I'm just doing what I was told to do and that is not living they're not living, they're not, they're not dead, they're, but they're just the humanoids because they're no thought of their own whatsoever. And that's where that awareness button needs to be switched on. Um, mm. Being aware of your actions, being aware of, of the, um, the cosmic repercussions, right? And that this may be your sole contract to do this, but it doesn't mean you have to wallow in it. Right. You right. can come right. out of it and choose a different direction. And, um, you know, for, for me, yes, I do bring about in these shows what has been done wrong. And and it's interesting, the, the person I was telling you being jailed for her, her brother, she um, was told to choose Buddhism as she went into jail. And, mm. uh, and, and it's through the Buddhist beliefs that she managed to get through without the hate and every everything else so it's again it was her not um her choice of of lesson to learn or experience to have but the experience she has has just evolved her even bigger but that Mm. still doesn't mean there can't be some accountability for what was done wrong because unless we point out what is wrong we can't put what is right and that comes into that i think that sole responsibility 
of we can do so much with sending out love, sending out white light, but at some point we need to go, we need to change this message. Yes. Well, right. And when we start to think about, you know, it in the bigger way, the the question does, you know, come down to um, what did my soul want to learn? Maybe my soul wanted, you know, maybe her soul actually wanted to bring Buddhism and peace and forgiveness into into the jail and exactly and she could share that and and yes it's horrific and um she may have she may have saved you know so many more people exactly and that's and that's actually people who i've interviewed that have been in jail you know Mm -hmm. that is they say it was the greatest gift because of what they discovered about themselves and she's actually a nutritionist and i said well what you were actually serving was soul nutrition yeah. Wow. Right. 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 So, and when we can be that, when we can be that consciousness, yeah. when mm-hmm. we can be connected right to, to the infinite soul that you truly are and all of those gifts, right? Cause I would say most of us have been Buddhist or Hindu yeah. or so tapping into those energies, sharing that love, yeah. sharing that light, bringing that out into the world in so many ways, instead of, you know, the opposite, the hate, the anger, yeah. The destruction and and so um you know it's phenomenal work it's probably just a very painful hard way to do it but again i i believe at this time in history we're just going to see so many wise women and wise men step yeah. up and and share their gifts in every way imaginable because it's not just you know in the way um one way to do it right no 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 again the orchestra right you do it through your books and through your teachings right i do it through uh profiling people like you doing the work that's what i i am that library of all that wisdom that you come on and you can pick that podcast book that you need to listen to at the time because uh, when you listen to it you'll realize oh i needed this at this moment Right. So this is why I say to people, you know, I've got the 18 different genres. Choose the genre that speaks to you. Cruise along the shows. There'll be one that will stand out to you. And that's the one you're meant to listen to. And because that's what the message is needed at that time. And again, if we can get out of our heads and allow the soul and heart to guide us, it will always give us what we need in the now. Always. But, you know, we we get in. No, sit on your butt. Sit on your butt. Press click. Listen, listen, <laughs> learn, and apply. <laughs> right. More faith, more trust. All yes. of those are part and parcel of, of, you know, really raising your vibration and your consciousness so that we can trust. Yes. Because we're in our heart. We're not worrying or stressing yeah. or thinking it through. We're feeling into it. And we're knowing a greater truth. And we're feeling that that beautiful connection to the highest and best show that just dropped into your lap, you know, whatever that may be. And so um, taking that higher road of consciousness, right. You know, not joining the, it's so easy to join the bandwagon with anger and hate and judgment and persecution. It's a lower vibration. It takes a lot more energy to actually feed that um, and exhaust you. And then it leaves you feeling bitter and, and, and twisted whereas if you look at it and go yes i i look at that as being a wrong direction a wrong choice because anytime it hurts somebody else mm-hmm. you know somebody else has to pay for the, for your pain basically um 
you know, that accountability needs to be there. But there are some vibrationers, as you said, below the 200. They're not going to rise up. They're not. We're speaking to the people that are on the journey. We're speaking to the people that are in inquiry, that are in that wonderment of who am I? I'm so much more than just this body, than just this mind. There's got to be more. I want to know more about me. And it's those people that we're helping to, to evolve because they actually are the people, when they raise up that vibration, that is shifting the entire energy in the world. And, you know, five and a half years ago, I'm sure I've said this in the other shows, the saying I was given, the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up and change it up, grow up vibrationally and grow up and stop whining. (laughs) (laughs) And we're being shaken up, right? And and it's, you know, you've got those that, that will go into the give me and you've got the others are going, okay, thank you for shaking that coat off, you know, like, I'm feeling something different. What's let me investigate. Let me be aware and and look and we're here for you when you're at that stage. Please come on in. The waters are great. <laughs> and you can go back and listen to all four of her other shows with me. And each one of them, although we always are, are talking soul talk, you know, each one of them has covered a different subject within the soul talk. And there's so much for you to learn from Lisa just on her teachings and her discovery and what she has been taught or shown to do to ignite the heart and souls of people. That's why she keeps coming back on air with us <laughs> because of the work that she's doing and the work that is needed so desperately out there. So if somebody wants to be a part of your course, what to, what do they have to do? Um, so you can just find it on my website at Akashic Knowing. Right? Can you spell that for people who are just listening? Of course, it's A-K-A-S-H-I-C-K-N-O-W-I-N-G.com, AkashicKnowing.com. And so you will find my four books. You will find my upcoming workshop. So as I say, you know, I know this is um, evergreen. So I've got a workshop starting you know, this September, towards the end of the September, but October. And again, so I am, I have been told by the record keepers or requested by the Akashic record keepers to start teaching closer to eight classes, eight eight course ones, Mm -hmm. learning to open and access your own Akashic records, eight a year. Mm -hmm. So you will find the next upcoming one on my website, uh, as well as um, how you can do a one-on-one Akashic consultation and healing session with me and or with one of the certified consultants that I have trained. So I've trained many certified consultants over the years and I have now just recently added them to my website so that people can find um, an Akashic record consultant and healer trained in the work, you know, that the record keepers have given me at a price point that that will fit their their right. budget. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I say to people that there is always somebody handing out the hand saying, come, I'll show you the way. And it's up to us to 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 get out of fear, to drop those bars and and to listen to the soul and the heart. Do I feel you? Do I feel the energy of your hand? Do I feel the good intent? And then to accept that hand, because all they're doing is showing you a path. You've got to walk it. All they're doing is giving you the tools to use. 
you I'm never sure you how to use them, but you've got to use them. Right? They're going to show you and guide you along the way, but it's your journey. You've got to walk it. But when you've got people that are there cheering you on, that have got your back, that are giving you the right tools along the way, that self-discovery of who you are and what you're here to do is one of the most peaceful things you will ever feel in your life. It becomes your aha moment. I understand now, all those past lives, what was the common thread? Oh, that's what was holding me back. I can let that go. That lineage of my ancestry, that was a pattern now that is going to stop. I'm reinserting a different pattern. You're taking control over your own presence now, but you're understanding the gift of what you are here to do. And now in that peace and in that encouragement and in that knowingness, you can go and do it. And it is the most beautiful feeling you will ever feel. Mm, thank you. That was so beautifully said. <laughs> That's what we're here for, right? That's what we're here for. That's what we're here to awaken up to. And it's it's not just about tapping into your soul and just channeling. It's We've got to actually understand that all of these many lifetimes that we've had, they were all beautiful lessons. Or some of them, you know, I think it was Trevor Noah that said, you may not enjoy the experience, but the outcome of that experience is what you will enjoy, right? Right, the soul growth, that yes. learning. And so when we can really start to embody and understand our soul's path through these hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes, the record keepers say that these are um, what they call soul lineage. So the yes. lineage of your soul is what you talk about. Your soul has had the same kind of specific purpose in many, many, many lifetimes. And you have probably done it differently, right? Yes. You haven't been doing podcasts, right? Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when we- I know there was a hilltop somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, exactly. Um, right? So, so when we can understand that soul lineage, right? All of those beautiful lifetimes that where we have really been able to embody and share the wisdom of that, that gift, that soul gift, then we can really access that is not a, a one-time- um, yeah deal of one time I was a healer. No, I was a healer in, you know, 50 other lifetimes yes. and a teacher and a scribe. And so we have actually quite a few soul lineages Yes, and we bring them back. And so when you start to understand mm -hmm. your soul's plan, you're understanding these big purposes that we have as souls, which is never to be a victim. <laughs> Yes, it's always about that soul growth and then sharing the wisdom in some way with other people. So right. it's um, it really is a beautiful path. And it again, as we were saying, it is a path. And and I often tell my students, it's like, you know, this is a five step wisdom prayer system, which is very simple. Five steps that it, there are three prayers included in the five steps. There are access keys, which are vibrational keys, which are prayers um, to open and to close the records. And it's simple, 
but it takes practice, right? Yes. Very few people get it once, get all the information and are done, right? So it is, again, just another practice that we take into our lives and we start to really build our life around spending some of our time in this profound energy of source and of love, the wisdom of your soul. Yeah on a regular basis so you can deepen into this and and as i said often people who who really resonate they even sometimes go on to become certified akasha consultants because so many of us are looking for ways to start a spiritual business to quit our our job right (laughs) in that corporate world and to say i know i'm a healer i feel in an oracle I know you know and they find evidence of all of this in the Akasha and then they say I want to go on and actualize that in this life now so again accessing their records and realizing who they've been and what they've done not as in famous but as in yes your healer wise woman wise man the common thread Mm -hmm. whatever all of those pieces Mm -hmm. that you can then feel that energy bring those gifts present, Mm -hmm. and then come to that point where you are ready to actualize it in this time space, in this present moment. Yeah, exactly. It is a journey where you're doing that with the soul and heart, as I said, on the the human equation and the program that I have is your true colors. Understand your personality trait because that's how you receive information. But what I do take is the numerology, Chineseology, and the astrology, Fred. And I look for the common denominators between your personality trait and the traits between all of those. And we look to see where the main strengths are and where the weaknesses are. Now, some weaknesses can be strengthened. Some weaknesses is just telling you, no, you're not this. This Mm -hmm. is where your strength is. What is that strength? And now this is the time to ignite with the soul and ask the soul to join with that strength so that you can be on your purpose. But, you know, we it's two-sided journey we are humans when we need to understand how we operate as an individual human being because that's how we take in information that's how we are going to interact in that information but we need the soul and heart and spirit information as well and I think when we're clear on one we can be clear on the other and vice versa and I think that's when the two strengths can come together and be extraordinary Yes. (laughs) And it's extraordinary that we all are. We're just waiting to ignite that extraordinariness. I I call it flawsomeness because, Uh you know, we're all beautifully flawed. But as the ancients do, they take a broken cup and they put it back together with gold. I'm saying you're putting it back together with self-love. Right. And that self-love is holding that cup together. And everything you drink from that cup of self-love is fortifying you. So Mm -hmm. whatever faux pas you've made or mistakes you've made all those flaws that you look at that you think were failures no they were all lessons there are all those pieces that you just had to put back together and fortify in strength and understand it's made who you are and now you're just goddamn flawsome I love that. Yes, you are. So (laughs) step into the flossomeness. Yes. Be it, right? That is the empowerment. And that really is how we are changing our our world and and creating our new earth. And so it's so exciting to get to share and talk about that, have this beautiful conversation with you, Sarah. Oh, always, always wonderful. And the thing is, I do believe 
you know, and people listen to the news. And I know you don't. You don't. She doesn't have a TV, folks. She doesn't listen. <laughs> no, no, she's not going there. Um, but you know, when I listen to uh, things that have been said or done, etc., and you look at it, it's utterly, completely, insanely ridiculous. It's like humanity. And, and we are looking at below the 200 hertz vibration. And the reason why they have gone so spiral in insane ridiculousness is because they already know the shift is happening. They already know the vibrations are rising. They already know there's a conscious out there that is bigger and it's winning. Right. And the thing is, we're not on CNN. We're not on Fox News. We're just right. out there, all of us, each quietly doing what we're doing to ignite those heart and souls into their beingness, into what they are here to do, helping them on their journey. And that ripple effect of each one of them is being felt around the world. Mm -hmm. But the people making the most noise are the ones that are resistant to it. Resistance is futile. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Eventually, whether it's this lifetime or another lifetime, you right. know, you've got to step back into love, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, uh, all your social medias also are a cashy knowing. And you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and, um, and of course, AkashicKnowing.com again. You haven't succumbed to TikTok. <laughs> I haven't. Well, I probably have, but I, I don't know the. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm up there, but I'm, you know, I'm not. I know some people. Oh, I love the platform, but I'm not a headliner, as you know. It's, it's about content. So, you know, I like somewhere where there's some substance that leads people back to the content. Um, and because if you're looking for headlines, folks, if you're looking for that quick fix and do it now, and in seven days you will be no, no, it's uh, no. You, you have to understand that this is a journey. This is an investment in your heart, spirit, soul, and well-beingness. And the more you invest into it, the more you become. And it will take whatever time it needs to take. Right? This is part of your journey. Um, stop looking for the quick destination because that destination means nothing to you if you haven't taken the journey. And dive into the journey. Believe me, it's extraordinary. Yes, sometimes, you know, you fall in the crevices and you but the thing is each time you get back up with a better spring in your in your legs because you know <laughs> you know anxious to get on to the next one so it's just be a little wondrous and and investigate if your soul is calling absolutely <laughs> it is and it is really where the juiciness in life is oh like, yeah very deep love the wisdom of your record keepers and the souls, the understanding of your deep and many, many, many lives you spent with some of the people in your life mm -hmm. and why they're here with you again. Maybe they're part of your soul family. It yes. just adds another level and layer of depth to your understanding of your life. Yeah. And so in that way, it is, again, very, very empowering. Yeah. And that's why certain soul sisters keep coming back. This is the fifth show. They're going to be another six. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because especially when you get the two frequency and the two vibes on the same frequency, you know, out there, it is, it, we become the chorus. Right. So, and we invite other people to become the chorus as well. But, you know, fine tune your voice first. <laughs> That's all. Let's just fine tune your voice. That's all we're asking you to do. Fine tune your instrument. And that means don't drag with you anything from your past lives. 
all your linear <laughs> lives, that could cause it to be no <laughs> hands over the ears. Uh, letting go what what does not serve your your soul or your spirit or your heart anymore, and just stepping into that that purpose that you came here to do. Um, mm -hmm. It's waiting for you. Just you know, be willing to put in the work, and it's not hard work if you just surrender and allow. And just go with it. And the, the illumination of who you are and what you are and what you're here to do is just transcendent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Sarah. It's a joy to be here with you again. Thank always, you. always, always. And I look forward to the next one. And, you know, folks, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the journey is, is please don't be afraid of it. You know, those bars that are holding you back, they were past bars that protected you at a particular time period in your soul's existence. They do not apply anymore today. And today you have more support around you on your soul's ignition and your heart's enlightenment than ever, ever in the history of time. So just obliterate those bars and step out, <laughs> blind, deaf and dumb in order to see, hear and feel and go for the experience because I promise you it's going to be wonderful. So thank you, Lisa. And until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.